Welcome to episode 95 of 2P Starts Live. He's Tim. And I can't remember your name again. It's been kind of been a while. been so long. Oh, I yeah, know. he's Ray. Yes, I yes. am Ray indeed. Welcome back, everyone. Sorry for the uh, week off last week. Ray, Ray had a nervous breakdown um, <laughs> due to the stress of the comic, and he had to take some time off. I had off. to get my life back in order. I will say it was, it was pretty nice not having to do a comic last week. Yeah. Although, by the time I got back, I mean, I was back in time for you to show me the comic, and you're like, yeah, here's what I've got. And for a moment, I was almost like, I, I could almost just jump in here and finish it out right now, you know? <laughs> but I was like, you know what? It could be better, but to let Ray have his week off, and, and it is what it is, so. Uh, but we'll get into that. Yes. First, we'd like to go to our topic of the week. Scribble Knots obviously just came out, which is obviously making a gigantic splash in the gaming world and is receiving rave reviews left and right. Uh, I had a chance to pick it up and thought I'd give you some of my thoughts. Tim, have you picked that game up yet? I have not. You know, the mm. DS is an interesting thing. I haven't really picked it up in a long time, and this was almost the game that made me pick it up finally. But I think I'm going to do a little combo uh, Scribble Knots and uh, Spirit Tracks back to back, so. I think oh, that, that one-two punch will get me back in the, the DSi gaming world. Well, this so. is interesting because I'm, I'm kind of going through the same problem, which is, mm. like, I bought Scribble Knots, and every time I play it, I enjoy it, mm -hmm. but I just I just can't get myself to, like, pick up my DS to play it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it's like, for some reason, I need something something really compelling to maybe be like, oh, I, I guess I'll just have to pick up my DS right now, you know? Well, the, the I think the biggest problem is... You know, you have a, an iPhone in each hand, and, and it makes it kind of hard <laughs> to use the stylus, you know? Like, I'd, I'd, I'd hold the stylus <laughs> in my mouth, but it's kind of hard to hold the stylus and the cigarette at the same time, you know? Oh, right, yes. Right, yeah. while I'm driving. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been strange, because I'm like, honestly, I'm like, I, I'm enjoying Scribble Knots, but like, am I not a gamer anymore? What's wrong with me? Like, I used to go through college just playing game after game, just 100%ing anything in sight, regardless of if it was even, even decent or not, you know? Like, yep, yep. I played through so much of Shadow of the Hedgehog without fail, even though I hated it. And it's like, why why can't I pick up a game I actually like and play th through all of it, you know? Cause, and here's what's... Like, this is what's so funny, is... You're now like where I was when we met, almost. Right, and that was back when you were still playing games all the time, you know? Well, uh, more, yeah, I was playing right. games a lot more. But the funny thing is, like, when we both got Mario Galaxy, and you're like, yeah, it took me an hour and a half to get all 120 <laughs> stars. And I'm right. like, I'm like, I've got three, and you're like, what's wrong with you, Tim? I'm like, now you, now you understand, like, a now little, you kind of get it a little bit. But see, that's the thing is, I'm thinking like, well, I'm enjoying Scribble Knots, but do I just not enjoy it enough to become addicted like other games? You know, like, like if a new Sonic Rush game came out, would I play that nonstop on a DS? You know, like mm. probably. You know, yeah. what if you know what if Mario Galaxy Two came out? I'd be like, I'd probably play that all the, all the friggin' time. You know, but so. Like what's so I'm I'm almost wondering maybe there's just something about scribble knots that I'm just not enjoying enough about and it just doesn't make me want to come back to it cuz everyone talks about how great it is and and I'm enjoying it but I'm just not feeling that like ultimate like oh this game's amazing and I I guess my my main problem with scribble knots is that it's um it feels so disconnected mm. by nature because the game 
has every single possible object in it, you can't have any objects interact with other objects with correct animations. You know, it's just kind of like, mm. well, if they fight, they have their individual fighting animations. But even the fighting animations aren't individual because it's like, okay, these legs are supposed to spin around a lot, and the gravity kind of makes it kick up and down a little bit. Like, like yeah, there's some compromise there because of the scope of the game. Right, because the of the detail scope, everything seems like just a, a placeholder for an image. You know, so I, I just feel like I'm working with a whole bunch of images that all kind of behave the same way. I like for example like and like I put like an iceberg in the water, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, well, I'll use this to get across." Then like I step on it and like flips upside down and stuff. I'm like, "Hey, like why does this have the gravity of a balloon? Like why well, like well, why does and everything that makes sense because in a normal game when when programmers are like, "Well, this is what can happen in this level." They can they right. can account for every possibility and they can program the gravity and the, you know, the physics of every object and when you interact with them it works as you expect, but Obviously, a little DS cartridge. What they've done on a DS cartridge is already amazing. Yeah. So oh, to expect more is just you know that right. we're not there yet. But what it, it is kind of sounding a similar to the only criticism I've really heard of the game so far, which is it seems a little bit more like a glorified toy, a very fun toy. Yeah. But not necessarily like a complete game experience necessarily. So I just haven't been able to kind of grip into the game like I've been hoping I would. Hmm, interesting. The, the problem is with my iPhone, I mean, it's a gaming device as well, and I'm playing a lot of cool stuff on, on that. It's just more portable, because it's always with me. And yeah, I, that and is I, another issue. And now issue. it's like, I kind of have to go out of my way to bring my DS places, whereas before, it could take the place in my pocket that now the iPhone takes up, and I'm like, oh, I don't two have any iPhones. room anymore. <laughs> two iPhones, yes. Well, tell me this. Uh, what games are you playing on the iPhone? Because... You don't really talk about that at all. And I mean, I have like a zillion games and... and, uh... And I I think that's part of the problem is the iPhone has trained me to play games for a shorter period of time. Yeah, it really has. For some reason, it's like, well, I don't want to get too involved. You know, I just want to dip in a little bit. So I can play something like Mr. Ah, where Mm, you can, like, it's just trying to land on platforms, you know, and the platforms get thinner and thinner and you're just swinging to each platform and eventually I die and I get a few high scores. I'm like, well, that was fun. I had fun with that. And I don't expect it to do anything else for me, you know? So so to get something so opposite of that, it's almost like I don't know how to handle that anymore. Like, I haven't played a single-player game for such a long period of time for a while. Like, how do do I handle this, you know? It's it's just, it's a very strange feeling. It is interesting because, on the one hand, I'll see a good game on the iPhone, like, on sale for 99 cents for a day. I'm like, I'm just going to buy this now because someday I'll play it, you know? And so I've got all these games I've never played, and then some I'll try, and I'm like, I'll come back to that eventually. And yet, the DS, it's like, eh, 30 bucks for one single game on a device that's no longer as portable as other options. It's a little different proposition than it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that when New Super Mario Bros. Wii comes out and Mario Galaxy 2, I'll still be a gamer at, at, you know, at heart. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see f- what happens. That'll be the, by the way, did you, ever, did you ever get all the stars I, in Mario Galaxy? I was Galaxy? just about to say, I think I'm like in the <laughs> 60s right now. I'm like at 60-something, but uh, yeah, I haven't picked it up in a while. I, uh. I keep meaning to, and that's the thing. Is like, I'm like, oh, I really want to play. I really want to like, get them all, you know? And I'm just so busy playing my iPhone right yeah, now. Yeah, I just can't put it down. I need, you know, two hands. Uh, but I'll get there great. eventually. Maybe it was just me, but when Apple had their latest press conference and they kind of talked about, you know, the the iPod Touch games and whatnot, and they're like, hey, look, like, 
they they actually specifically went out of their way to kind of bash on Nintendo and Sony for a moment. Yeah. And I felt somewhat legitimately too. Like mm-hmm. I, I never I mean it was it was rather strange to see such a thing cuz I I really was like I never if anyone would have told me like 5 years ago, "Hey, Apple's going to be like kind of dominating in the game market in a way and Nintendo's going to be trying to play catch up for a while." Like I would be like, "You're crazy. That's just crazy talk right now. Like you need to go to prison." Well, and the scarier part is that it's Nintendo's not even trying to play catch up. It's Sony that's actually Well, here's the thing though. Is I think Nintendo's kind of at a, a disadvantage of sorts because they've always been just about gaming. Finally moved to the point where portable where like cell phones are finally valid gaming machines. So now my portable cell phone becomes an actual gaming machine. Whereas before yeah. it's like, well, I don't want to play games on my cell phone. Those freaking suck. Like I need to play good games on something that's meant for gaming. And now that you actually have things that are really meant for gaming, it, it bashes in, in, into Nintendo's problem because it's like now Nintendo has to make a device that will do all those things, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're going to lose out on that because no one's going to want like a cell phone from Nintendo. Like they're going to, unless they pull out something really ridiculous, it's, and, but the thing that Nintendo has over everyone is they make games. Yeah, you know? it's their license. Apple doesn't make games. And so it's it's a weird feeling of like they they both have a very, very important quality going for them. And you kind of need both to make it work. <laughs> and so I, I don't really see any one of them winning out, but it, it's going to be interesting to see the direction that both of them go. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo, the last thing they'll ever do, uh, they'd have to be really desperate to do this, but is put their games on like an iPhone or something on a different device. And they're very uh, against that because, you know, if they can control the hardware and the software, that's all the better, you know? Yeah, but but I I do have to give, uh, you know, Sony credit because what they're, you know, as much as I hate what they've done with the hardware of the PSP Go and making it more expensive and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. what they're doing with the indie gaming scene is the right step for a huge you know, yes. gaming company to do they they're make you know they they want those iPhone games on the PSP and they want to make it mm-hmm. an easy process to get it on there and and program for and so you know they're 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 doing the right thing whether they'll succeed or not I don't know but uh, hey can we take a moment it's not very often that we get to praise Sony I think we should take a moment and look back at the wonderful thing that you just said yeah but but I I do have to give uh, you know Sony credit. You know they're 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 doing the right thing. Sony is amazing. <laughs> All right, well that's enough. Let's see. Let's you know what? Let's do a little bit of Ricky Ricky remix. remix. This segment, I mentioned a video game remix favorite of mine. Who made it and where you can download it? This week it's a remix from Super Mario Bros. Two on the NES called Super Buck Jazz by Estratosphere. Take a listen to a short sample.
if you'd like to find this for yourself, just head back to the page you grabbed this episode of 2 Start live from, or the link is right there for those of you listening to our M4A version of the show. Well, having been such a long break, we've had two comics slip. Slip through the cracks. Our first comic was In Poor Taste, the unfortunate end for Lace as Poor she was adapted Lace. into a Doritos, Doritos video game. A Doritos and hoe. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be Dorito's new mascot, you know? And then you'd, so. you'd have, like, people trying out for her part in real life. You know, like, who's going to be the new... You know, it's like, like the, the Tomb Raider models. Yeah, who's yeah. the new lace model? Like, all right, cover up her eyes, people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, uh, you know, I, I was really pleased that this, this really came out almost, you know, exactly how we discussed it on the last podcast. Which you guys never heard, by the way. I, I would like to add, I cut all that out. Well, that, yeah, and that would be kind of like uh, punishing the podcast listeners by making the yeah, joke exactly. less funny for them. Spoiler alert. Don't listen to the podcast anymore, guys. <laughs> um, hey, would you like to do a uh, play reading of this? Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, you have the first line. Okay, hold on. <laughs> You'll never believe this, Ray. Lace finally has her own video game. Dude, are you serious? How on earth are you able to... Wait, some something's odd here. What? Why aren't you drinking Dr. Pepper? Hmm? What did you do? One, two, three. Flavor Vision! This is not your father's Pixel Vision game. <laughs> we forgot the... Tons of cheesy dialogue. <laughs> cool out at the... Ch- cool <laughs> I screwed it up. I almost said cool out at the chili ranch. Oh, you want Go ahead. <laughs> Tons of cheesy dialogue. Chill out at the cool ranch. Less gameplay equals more achievements. The only thing we forgot was the Doritos presents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the prestigious Doritos. <laughs> now, Doritos presents. Blade presents. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Well, unfortunately, I had to actually eat chips for that and I didn't have any Doritos so I had Flamin' Hots and now I have the hiccups <laughs> oh what I sacrificed for this show and I know I know people were complaining about the size of the bag of Doritos in your hand <laughs> I, I looked at that I'm like yeah that's one of those little tiny mini like 50 cent bags yeah that's something you get on a vending machine you know and someone's like oh it looks like it'll hold about 7 chips yeah well yeah, vending machines hold get. about 5 <laughs> chips so <laughs> it's about right on you know one of the hidden well, jokes it, it, is that the very background you'll notice, they aren't pixels, they're Dorito chips. They're little triangles all connected. That's that's something to look at. It was nice to there. see the reception was very uh Yes, oh definitely. Very good. Everyone loved it, so that was Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for praising us, even when we don't deserve it. Well, because the previous week we had a lace comic and people were kinda like, meh. I I think you know? that was what helped, was that we just had a lace comic. Well, and plus, this had Tim and Ray in it, and people just love us in general, so... I don't... Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. We're terrible people. I know. Awful. Did you see what I did to that baby seal last night? Oh, on YouTube, even? Come on, Ray. Well, that was just the first part. Okay. <laughs> that was... <laughs> I didn't get to... You didn't see what I did to the parents. <laughs> well, uh, any more for that comic? I think that should about do it, yeah. And then our most recent comic was Tim's take, Look Out. Here's the funny part. You know, I tried to line up a guest strip <laughs> with a couple different artists that I thought would fit kind of our style and our humor and all that. And it, it just didn't pan out because of time <clears throat> constraints or whatever. So I kind of knew by the weekend that I was going to have to do this myself. Mm. I thought of a couple ideas that really wouldn't require a lot of, like, 
artwork at all. Ooh, tell me, tell me. I want to do one. No, I'm going to save that in case you ever oh. die on me or something. I can keep the site alive for a little while. <laughs> you can use reused artwork for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what you but, should do I is, mean, is just do a Pac-Man comic every week well, if, I, if that, I passed that was, away. Don't, don't think that didn't cross my mind. You know? <laughs> I thought of Pac-Man, Tetris, and then some other off-the-wall stuff. And, and nice. I, had, I had ideas out there, but I, it wasn't until you and I talked... And I think we kind of mentioned the Project Needle Mouse thing in our conversation. That was, like, Monday night. Which, which was great, because I didn't even want to get into it. Like, I think I even said to you, like, I don't want to get into that right now. Right, But right. And I just kept going. Like, yeah, so we, exactly. we had a little but, leakage. <laughs> Ten minutes later. Okay. Far, 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 far. So we'll get into this later, right? Yes. And in the podcast, we'll get to this later. Yes, we will. But it was kind of funny that that conversation with you, that's what I'm going to do. The trailer had no graphics in it at all. All I have to do is recreate the text, do some different things. And so the the comic, when I was done for the first time, was just the trailer part. I didn't want it to mm. be just that because I I felt like Tim and Ray had to be there to kind of set some stuff up and, and do a little something. So I got some artwork and I figured out how to kind of reuse it and redo the text balloons and this sort of thing, which is interesting because it's almost like Mad Libs where I had a certain <laughs> amount of space to, to write a sentence and so, Ray, I had you saying all sorts of different things. <laughs> In fact, the, the panel that I was playing with the most, I didn't even include, but it has you, like, really mad. I kind of have a mad look on your face. Right. So I had, like, eight versions of Ray saying stuff like, why do people keep sending me Project Needle Mouse comments? Or why, it was you know, amazing to me how many people, like, left comments, sent me Skype messages, IM messages, emails. Oh, yeah. And, like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how many people were like, hey, Ray, did you hear about this? What do you think? And I'm like, people actually want to know my opinion. This is weird. Like, we're gonna get like a... Sega employees like saying, "Well, Ray, do we have your approval? Is this gonna?" I have be... I have no friends in real life who would ever come up to me and say, "Hey, Ray, what do you think of the <laughs> Project Needle Mouse trailer?" That's true. But yeah, so I was done with that, and I was like, you know what? Let me take a look at Tim's take. And at, to this point, I had not looked at the original Tim's take comic. And I think because I, I was still a little scarred from that experience, because when I looked at it, I'm like, I don't... You didn't go back to look at it. Well, I can't like, look again. Not only did I not go back to look at it this week, but I don't think I've looked at it, like, ever since since we actually did it, like, two years, two and a half years ago. I really don't think I've gone back to read it. And so I went back to look at it, I'm like, this is so bad. <laughs> This artwork is not art. I can't even call it artwork. What was I thinking? I was, I was just so. Well, now I think, I think we kind of purposefully wanted it to be bad looking. Yeah, I, I think part of you knew like this can look terrible and it'll be okay. Um, no, but it's still so bad. And even I would say the joke itself isn't very funny to me. It's, it's not. It's a, it's a, okay, okay. It was a terrible joke. I can say that out loud then. Yeah, I, it was I, not. It's just. It's weird because you have so many things working for you here. Yeah, I mean, you I was... have a, you have a you have a funny joke with the trailer stuff, yeah. and then you have a, a, a really old time joke about being about it being Tim's take. You're using recycled artwork, and because it's kind of a bad comic, you get to throw in the oh brother. You get like a mixture <laughs> of all these little jokes, and you did it really well. I was really impressed. Oh, good. I, yeah, I wasn't real sure what you thought of it all, but I'm glad you approve. Um... Oh, I laughed. I mean, when I, like it was very funny, like not being involved in it it's very rare i get to see a comic 
you know, that I didn't have some part you see, in. You, you kind of got a taste of what I go through, even though I know what the joke is, but I don't see the artwork. Yeah, it was funny because I was, like, skimming through it. Yeah. Like, I couldn't stop myself from going quickly. I want to I see it. I want to see it. Speed return. Seriously, no Werehog this time. No Chip Black Doom. And then I start laughing. Like, it's not until the next <laughs> panel I realized the last panel said no Werehog this time. <laughs> right. I'm like, this is funny. Oh, and we'll get to this more later on, which is foreshadowing. But but yeah, I, Dark I, I did foreshadowing. <laughs> I did at the last minute. Like the comic was done, I was like, I really have to add this Tim's take. Now that I see it, and people are kind of expecting because people left comments like, "Oh, we gonna get another Tim's take? What's it gonna be?" Right. I'm like I really have to redo that, and so I just changed the wording a little bit because the first one had Ray being like, you know, school and and girlfriend and this and that. I'm like, oh, funny. I'm like, none of this, oh, none of this is, is true anymore. So I just said, sleep, spas, treatment, vacation. Because you <laughs> were not on vaca- what I was doing. I know, I know. But you were like away, you know. So I'm like, I got a little dig in because Ray doesn't have any. At first, I had it saying like work. I'm like, no, let's not even go there. Let's just say let's sleep. Not, let's not give him any credibility here. We'll- <laughs> So I was glad that a lot of people were like, oh, you really had me there. And then I saw... Yeah, could you, know, you imagine if it was just those first three panels? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> the outrage. I'd have people on my like doorstep. one panel of Tim's take and you say like, lol, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, there's but, so many mean things I have always wanted to do with their comic that we should still do sometime. <laughs> I still want to test our readers with a horrible comic. Like, see if weed still... out the people, you know? Uh, like, if you like this comic, just don't come back. You know what? Just stop right there. I will IP ban people that <laughs> say this is a funny comic, yes. I just... <laughs> it's like when I was making uh, student films at college. Mm-hmm. At one point, I'm like, I, I want to make the worst film ever. Like, because there's all these things in film that you don't want to do. It's like, how many of those things can I do in five minutes? You know, like, like you know how much work that would take to get everything that bad in five minutes? Yeah. Like, it would take a, it would almost be more difficult than doing it right. Right. And that kind of excited me. I still have that same sort of feeling for the comics sometimes. Well, I was, uh, I was very pleased that this went over much better than the last Tim's sake. So I will be drawing the comic from now on, based on Ray's <laughs> previous artwork. Drawing, yes. And by the way, <laughs> uh, you can credit me for this comic, since I gave you the initial inspiration. If, if Think about it. If I wouldn't have called you... Well, I did give you credit, because you, your signature is still on the bottom of the strip. <laughs> Which is terrible, by the way. That's <laughs> Which, really mean. <laughs> but it's fu- you know what else is funny is, is I spent way more time on the recycled artwork you know, like changing text. And I even made one of the text ones bigger at one point because I really wanted a longer line. And so I had to change all the artwork behind it. Oh, yeah. With my Photoshop See, is, skills. It's the same sort of thing with me. Even though I'm using reused artwork at times, it's a lot of work takes, to put it in yeah. place. Oh, yeah. Like, And that's what's so frustrating is, is like, there's no, it doesn't. People see it and it looks like there's no work involved. But it's like, no, there was work. But, ah, oh, forget it. But but that's a testament to your artwork actually being good because it took me time to redo it. Oh, when well, I redid you. the first three panels, it took me 15 seconds because it's like <laughs> it's four colors and uh, you know the. <laughs> I, what I love is that arrow on the third panel of the TV star. <laughs> I love how it's like you extended it, but you like you couldn't keep it straight. Uh, no, I know. Oh man, it's so great, Tim. You cracked me up. Well, and the funny thing was, I actually drew this comic with a, like a Wacom tablet type of thing. Oh my god. I, I had a, I had a tablet for like, you know, a week. I think this comment made me sell it back to somebody. 
but I, I was like, I just love the idea of you like. Well, I wanted to do more Tim's Take panels, but I was too busy selling my tablet because I suck so bad at drawing with <laughs> yes. it. Exactly. Oh, man. Nice work, Tim. Yeah. Great you. job. Thank you. Well, thank for you. every great comment comes great comments. This week's suggestion box was no different. Uh, since we had two weeks, I'll do two real quick. For the Doritos comic, it goes to VTN Wesley, who said, I suggest paying a smaller company like Toes or Smaller to make the game as an Xbox indie game. You can have your game without selling out, maybe. Great comic, guys. This made me smile. To think that there are some netter butters who think the comic is going away, you clearly are still at the top of your game. Oof. Very nice, Vietian Wesley. Thank you very much. For the Tim's Take comic, it goes to Rob McKenna, who said, This is lacking its new comic shine, but a great comic nonetheless. I got two also, but they're both, um, they're both artwork, and I just thought I'd point them out. The first goes to Devin, who uh, made this funny picture of Tim as uh, Wario Land Shake It. Thank you for provi- providing this. Yes, we always love getting artwork and stuff. It's very funny. Especially, it's it's still a little surreal to see Tim and Ray in fan art kind of form, you know? Like when, yeah. when May did that anime version of us of a couple months ago. Yeah, and, like, and even, um, you know what, let me look it up on Twitter real quick. Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, I'm Luke made a little GIF animation. Yeah, that was cool. Did you see that? Yeah, go ahead and throw that up there, too. Yes. Oh, that was great. And, and it's it's just weird to see that suddenly appear. Like, someone spent time working on pictures of us, you know, and, like, getting the details of the TV in the background and whatnot. And they have a little bit of humor in there, too, which is always appreciated. Yeah, we've had... We've had uh, you know, I got, I'm impressed with our, our fan base, um... And their their artistic ability is way beyond mine. Um, yeah, very cool. Thanks, guys. What was your other picture? The other picture goes to, is was a comment from Supersonic Goku. I don't think he made this, but he certainly pointed it out. All we see in the Sonic trailer is a, kind of a silhouette of what looks like, obviously, the Sonic One um, lo- uh, title screen. Correct. And so he sent me this image of Pikachu in a sombrero. Filling, right. filling in that is the form. revealing, which is just friggin' hilarious. By oh, the way, great. I mean, I can't. <laughs> it's awesome because there is. I mean, there is something strange about that silhouette that almost doesn't say it's Sonic. It almost says it's not Sonic, and it does look just, like a hat, you know. But it's not. Yeah, I mean, there's something. There's something weird about it that doesn't really work. It's like that doesn't really look like Sonic in but a way. But you know, what's funny is like, it, it, it's actually the exact. It's an exact silhouette of Sonic One. Really? That was a joke that I, I really wanted to put in. Not Pikachu and Sombra, I hadn't seen that yet. <laughs> but something else, like right. whether it was yeah, Shadow like or, actually... or like Chip. I right. thought Chip would be like hilarious, but I already said Chip wasn't in it. But <laughs> You gotta be Charmy. Yeah, there you go. Charmy and a Sombrero. Hey guys! <laughs> yeah. And and I <laughs> Welcome to my new game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a charmed life. <laughs> but thank you for for sharing that. That that is pretty hilarious. Yeah, thanks guys. We always enjoy your comments. And speaking of people who comment, some wait quite a while to do just that. It's time to rise from your grave. Rise from your grave. Many Two Piece Start fans tend to lurk behind the shadows, hiding their faces by continually reading our comics but never daring to leave a single comment. How? So when one finds the courage to break free from the shackles of silence, we salute you. Well, our first Grey Riser goes to Apkinesis, who said, I was planning to wait until podcast number 100 to rise from my grave. 
but this comic was too awesome not to comment on. I enjoy most, if not all, of your comics, and while there were many that have made me grin, or maybe even snicker a bit, this was the first comic to actually make me laugh out loud, particularly at the tagline of the last panel and Tim's bonus panel with the pool of Doritos that you uh, cannonballing into, which is hilarious. Anyhow, I've been following 2P Start since comic number 112, have read all of your comics, and have almost finished listening to all of your podcasts, which in my opinion are even better than the already great comics. Keep up the awesome work, Tim and Ray. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, 112, that's not bad, but I I think I have that one beat here. Named Dynomite. Dynomite. Hey, I believe I have now risen from my grave. Rise from your grave. I've been watching from the shadows since Play, the comic titled Play. Uh, Let me just stop right there. That's our second comic ever. (laughs) That's number two, where we have the PlayStation 3 playing Million Dollar Baby. Number two. First of all, how dare you? Really, how dare you? Second of all... That's impressive. Wow, yeah. That my comic wow. was the one that rose him from his grave. I mean, wow. Oh, man. Maybe I should do, maybe I should do this more often. Thanks, Dynamite. <laughs> really appreciate that. All the beautiful artwork. I mean, count <laughs> how many hours you've spent on comics since comic number two. Thousands. <laughs> we actually added this up, and, and they're like, hey, figure out how much you make per hour, Ray, and then figure out how many hours per comic, and see how much you should have been paid. I'm like, hmm, $25,000, huh? <laughs> Yeah, you're not getting that money. So. I know. It goes to your pool. Well, he continues, I found it playing with the stumble button. Have loved it ever since. I love your comics and podcasts. Well, thank you, Dino Might. And finally, our last Grave Riser goes to Damien, who said, Oh, I was doing so well. See, I've been trying to hold out on rising from my grave, but I have one weakness. Your talk about programming pixel vision. As a lifelong programmer and pixel art enthusiast, I've been wanting to program pixel vision for ages, even if it just ends up being a little one-level tech demo, just to show your idea can come to fruition. I recall you saying you wouldn't want pixel vision programmed because it would make it final and concrete in an earlier podcast. If you ever change your mind or would like to see just one level working, let me know. Of course, due to my procrastinating nature, I can't make any guarantees, but I digress. I've been reading since comic 47, which isn't that impressive, but still. I absolutely adore the podcast, though. The Black Doom segment is the most awesome thing I have ever come across. And to think I managed to stay in my grave until now. Well, thank you, Damien. And uh, I don't think we're really willing to uh, take you up on your offer for programming Pixel Vision. I really don't want to make that game unless it's going to be right. But you know what, Damien? Because you love the Black Doom segment so much. Up next is the dreaded Black Doom Award. Each week, Tim and I both mention a terrible choice made related to video games in honor of the most atrocious character Sonic Team has ever created, Black Doom. Yes. And uh, my Black Doom award's going to go to Sony. Oh, I knew you'd have to bash on him, yeah. Did you see the the latest PlayStation Motion Control demo? I, you know, I saw there was one, but no, I have not seen it. <laughs> oh, man. I have a lot of problems with this video, and maybe you can help clear up some confusion for me. Sure. Basically, the, the video was showing off some of the things that the new PlayStation Motion Controller can do. They're like, hey, you know what? We didn't get to show off all the features at E3. We'd like to show some of them to you now, now that we have no restrictions, right? And they show off some stuff, and, you know, it's alright. It's looking it's looking good, but it's still a tech demo. Like, it's still in its tech demo form. For something that should be, like, your next big thing, you know? Why you're so recklessly making well, here's the latest progress on it's this. It's almost like they're asking for, like, your approval. Like, yeah. have we made good progress or no? Should we go back to the drawing board? Like, like 
you know, and it's weird. figure it's, it out. Yeah, and then it's show like us. this is your tech demo process. Like you guys should be looking at this stuff, not for, me. For all the you know the fun we made of Project Natal and its possibilities in our comic, at least they showed a polished, finished kind of looking right. product. It, maybe yeah, like, it won't look a couple, exactly. Here's a couple like that. games that you can play. You yeah, know? like they actually the made one, burnout. It's like, hey, looks how look how it responds. See, this is cool, right? Yeah. All right, look, I can swing a baseball bat and kind of hit a ball in this 3D room. Yeah. Oh, I missed. That's great. Can you make a game now? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is, like, at at some points in the video, it's clear they stopped working on it as a tech demo, and they started to make like little mini games that would never be made into games ever, and they accomplish nothing, and it serves no purpose. Um, so basically, what they've got here is that you can use your wand to lay out a whole bunch of dominoes, and then you can knock them over. So this is where we're starting, and we're going to carry on from here. So these dominoes, we can just stack or lay out by drawing. The really neat thing that we didn't get to show at E3 for this demo was Anton actually added a whole nother part to this demo, but we kind of ran out of time and, well, let's just show you, here you go. So the, dem the dominoes can actually just rearrange themselves into these snakes, you have to switch sides. So you can see these snakes are made out of the dominoes we laid out. So we can actually duck in and carve around. And the snakes actually, you have full control over their, the way they point and the way they duck. But abstract domino snakes, you know, maybe you want something a little bit more realistic. So we can switch it to uh, these bone snakes. And then if you know how, you can actually turn on the fire of the, the snake. <laughs> tick, tick. <laughs> like, what the heck? Like, fire, fiery <laughs> domino snakes. They're like, oh, hey, look. How many people got oh, fired when they showed that to their boss? <laughs> Wait, you're working on what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like seriously. Fire-breathing fire domino snakes. Uh, like, could there be anything more ridiculous from Sony right now? Oh Get back on track, people. Well, I know a lot of people have been dying to know what my opinion of Project Needle Mouse is. And Tim, I'd like to pass that torch on to you right now, as I assume your Black Doom Award goes to Sega. And what's mm. what's interesting is, I will admit that Project Needle Mouse is by default the most promising Sonic game we've seen in a while. Yes. And and what they've said about it is promising news. Yes. But of the ten words that they said. Yeah, of the ten. Yeah, two D is is all you needed to say, really. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I but think that trailer was awful, okay? And it's a terrible trailer. Trailers are it really supposed is. to say something. Not, I'm not saying literally say something, but they're supposed to kind of give an indication of what the game is supposed to be. And Sega's failings in the past was that they indicated that the game was going to be awesome, and the trailer was the best thing about them. <laughs> That's the problem. You're misleading people by, right. by showing them awesome right. trailers with crappy games. Are you, you know, so what they're yes. telling me with this trailer is. Where you didn't put a lot of time into this, it's just going to be a, a game with Sonic in it, you know. But I, I really hope that's not true. I, but the, the trailer says that it's amazing how quickly people forget what we've been going through for how many the years. Cycle, yes. Like, for me, like having, especially having heard all the things that all those Sega representatives have been saying lately, you know, like, oh, we'll we'll throw them a bone here and there, and you know, really, we're just worried about pleasing the twelve-year-old kids 
you know, because it doesn't need to be an A ranking. It just needs to be right. satisfactory enough for little boys and girls. That was one month ago, right? That I mean... was one month ago, okay? And they released a trailer where, guess what? They're throwing us a bone, and everyone's like, oh my god, they're back. They're going to do it. I'm like, people, can we be consistent with what's been going on lately? <laughs> like, well, the truth like, is... like. Unless that was the like the best PR move ever, where they're like, hey, you know what? Let's let's plot a bunch of baloney interviews that make it look like we don't care about Sonic, and then come out with something that's amazing. Like, <laughs> I just don't see that happening. No. Like, I see it much more consistently with what they've been talking about and what's going to come out. It's like there's there's just nothing that I can grab onto that leaves me confident that this will be a good 2D Sonic game. It could be a terrible 2D Sonic game. All we know is that it's 2D, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> as Sonic. Like, I just can't stress enough how many times we've been through the freaking Sonic cycle, you know? This happens every single time, and frankly, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of wasting energy hoping for a good Sonic game. I, like, I'm not gonna believe it until I play it, is yeah. basically how it comes down. And even then, I might not play it because it'll just get such horrible <laughs> reviews, I right. won't bother. Well, here's the thing. Um, we tend to get excited, uh, you know, when we either see a cinematic trailer for something because it gets emotions going, or when a you know some PR hack comes out and tells you what's going to happen, and the truth is the PR guy doesn't even probably type on his own computer. He just dictates to somebody. Like he mm -hmm. doesn't. He's as far from programming that game as you are sitting there reading a blog. Unless the programmers come out and get interviewed and tell you what's happening, don't believe it. And cinematic trailers. Don't believe that either. I want to see not just a gameplay trailer of them playing it perfectly. I want to see someone who's never touched the game pick up and play through level one, and then I'll have a sense of what this game is like. Other than that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get hyped about something. I mean, part of part of me is almost shocked it took him this long to make this trailer. Yeah. You know, I mean, really. The fact that they were able to make a Werehog just a year ago, in a case to me, they're still way off track. And the fact that it took them this long to make a trailer like this is quite shocking. I mean, the only thing this point that would give me much comfort is if they, if if we actually saw an announcement that they they totally fired like all the designers and and Sonic Team, you know, Team Sonic was totally a different group of people. Like getting new talent in there to actually work on games. For real, I don't. I see. I don't know if it's so much the the people design, because there's a lot of good stuff going on at Sonic Team. I will say. I mean, after having played at Sonic Unleashed on 360, there's a lot of really cool stuff in that game, especially how it looks. Like visually, it's it's quite impressive. But it's, I would it's say. people that do the overall concept, you know. Right. It's the people who are in charge of the project. Yeah, I, I would need problem. to see those people fired. Right. And and then right. I'm like, okay, they're they're making some moves. They're, but but you know. Typically, this stuff doesn't turn around in a day, so you know I hope that this game is a step in the right direction. I don't expect it to be the best Sonic game since you know Sonic and Knuckles or something. You know they have a lot to prove before I get excited about anything at this point. Yeah, well, let's hope they get there. So we'd like to close it up with Musical Misfits. Some great video game songs have been unintentionally ignored over time, and we play one in full after the show's over for those who are still interested. Our listeners get to trade off every other week with my suggestions, so this week's song was submitted by Badnik Hunter. It's the A Corridor theme from Cave Story. So, that will do it for this edition of To Be Start Live. Join us every Wednesday for a brand new comic, and every Monday for a brand new podcast. Just like the one you heard here, except better. With that, he's Tim. And he is Ray. And we'll actually see you next week.
You just listened to an episode of Two Piece Start Live with hosts Ray and Tim. You can call into the show with Skype by messaging Raybob Industries for more instructions. You can even follow us on Twitter at Ray2P and Tim2P. But if you simply enjoy the show, then don't be greedy by keeping it to yourself. Spread the word and we'll do our best to keep things running. <laughs>